our joy to be with you today. And yes, we have been hoping to have this opportunity for quite a while, so we are so blessed to be here today. And I just want to share that I've been so touched with how open everyone's heart has been during the worship time. Some of you have come down and sought the Lord. And, you know, this is just the beauty of worshiping the Lord in holiness, that we can support one another and we can share in, in knowing that others feel burdens and that the Lord is the only answer for those burdens. Yes. So I have a question for you. How many of you ever heard of the Gerber Grow Up Plan? <laughs> We're new grandparents, so we've heard of it. Well, today we wanna share with you God's Grow Up Plan. Yes. So, Please turn with me in your Bibles or follow along on the screens to Ephesians 4, 13 through 15. Ephesians 4, 13 through 15. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of man, cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Let's pray. O oh, Heavenly Father, we ask you to open our hearts today that you may search our hearts and show us where we are in our relationship with you. Oh Lord, we all want to be closer to you. We want your blessings, but most of all, we want to know you in a deeper way. And we ask, Lord, that this day that you help us to communicate these truths and for people to respond with an open and glad heart. For this is in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Well, when we look at the context of Ephesians 4, we see that Paul has been explaining some of the spiritual gifts. And when we come to verses 14 through 15, he is explaining his focus is the purpose in growing up in Christ. Let's put our spiritual microscope on verse 13. First, you see the words, we all. Now, all refers to the entirety, the whole, or all. No one is excluded. Our Lord did not intend for Lone Ranger Christians. Just like it takes a whole team working together to successfully win a football game, as we all know, right? Or a whole department in a business to for, uh, successfully develop or promote a product, it takes the whole church working together to help one another grow up. We're all in this together. In 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 31, he gave the illustration of a body that's made up of all of its parts with their, all their intended ways so the whole body could function successfully. Every believer here is important to the church to the, as a whole and to each other. Come into the unity of faith focuses on our oneness because of what we have come to believe about Jesus Christ. The faith is another phrase meaning the gospel. 
The gospel is simply expressed in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he be buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. In other words, Jesus left his home in heaven with the angels, constantly praising him to come to this world, to be born as a meek human, which we celebrate at Christmas, so he could save us from our sins and give us eternal life. Jesus lived a perfect life so he could be the perfect sacrifice to pay our sin debt that the holy God could not ignore. The just for the unjust, the holy for the sinful, Jesus Christ for you and me. But Jesus showed was God when he rose from the dead on the third day. Because Jesus Christ conquered death, we know that God the Father accepted his substitutionary sacrifice for us. So God for, could forgive us. Because Christ lives, we too can live eternally. Of all the knowledge of the Son of Man unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This calls us to learn about Jesus Christ, and as we apply that knowledge to become like him, that is a lifelong process. A perfect man is someone who is spiritually mature in living his Christian life through the power of the Holy Spirit. The mature Christian realizes his weaknesses, can even be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit so he can be a dynamo for love and service. In our physical life, we know all too well that we progress from infancy to elderly. But in our spiritual life, we have a different progression. Unbeliever, believer, disciple, servant leader, reproducer. As unbelievers, we need to realize the truths of the Roman road that apply to you. Number one, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God found in Romans 3.23. We as sinners by our nature wanting our own way and by our action, your list of sins, whatever they may be. God's holiness prevents him from overlooking sin so we have no hope of forgiveness. Two, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, Romans 6.23. God the Father took the initiative to rescue us from our sin by sending his son Jesus to earth to become our savior. Number three, but God commended his love towards us in that we were yet sinners. Christ died for us in Romans 5, verse 8. Jesus Christ's death was the ransom that God used to pay our sin debt, even before we saw our need. Number four, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Lord Jesus Christ, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, ye shall be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, for with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's found in Romans verse 9 and 10. 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's found in Romans 10, 13. Whoever includes every man, woman, girl, and boy. Yes, you and me. God does not refuse anyone for being too bad. He's also willing to forgive and save people who have been doing the best they can by living moral lives. No one can be good enough for the sinless God, but anyone can be forgiven and given a new life, a fresh start. Once you've become a believer, a Christian, we're likened in the Bible to babies who need milk, in 1 Peter 2.2, 2, before we can eat meat. This refers to learning the basics in scripture before we can understand more complicated teachings. Number one, we are his beloved, found in Ephesians 1.6. Not only does Jesus Christ personally love us, but he collectively loves all Christians as part of his church, and he uses that term beloved to refer to us. We need to realize his love for us and respond to him likewise. Number two, we love him because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 19. God begins the love relationship to us and then tells us to love him back in a similar way. Number three, bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalm 103, verse 1. As new Christians, we need to begin living our lifestyle of praise and prayer and worship, being aware of his being with us all the time. Number four, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, was first said in Deuteronomy 6.5. And then Jesus quotes it in Matthew 22, verse 37, and then added, and love your neighbor as yourself in the following verses. We need to learn to know God's basic commands and make them our priorities. Thank you, sis. Thank you. Somebody's listening. It's encouraging. All right. This is his first and most important command. And love grows where it's nurtured, doesn't it? This is the first and most important command, but it's not his only command. We know from our experiences in growing up and in our adult relationships that it's much easier to love someone who first loves us. Yes. Amen. He, we are just responding to him. By the power of the Holy Spirit and our growing spiritual relationship, our love for God and others can grow. Number five. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, and the sister verse in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. We need to read the scripture regularly so we can learn more of God's truth and let it impact us. All right, so that's kind of where we are as beginning believers, young believers. And I want to talk about us as disciples. 
As disciples, we choose to follow Christ by applying his teachings to our lives and to imitate Christ in all his imitable ways, is the way uh, David Livingston, the great missionary to Africa, said it. Just as disciples walked with Jesus daily, trying to learn everything about him so they could be more like him, we daily make a renewed commitment, don't we, to grow deeper in our spiritual lives. Number one, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. John 8:32. Don't we love that verse? Absolutely. Instead of demanding that we follow schedules of prayers and Bible readings and religious activities, our Lord just said to follow him. Just come close. The closer we draw to him with loving and grateful hearts, the more we freely want to talk with him in prayer and learn more about him in Bible study. Number two, cease striving and know that I am God, Psalm 46.10. Don't we all have anxiety and fears? We do, we do. And this COVID issue has brought out so many of these sometimes unspoken areas of anxiety that we now notice and we feel. This is a time when we really need to draw close to the Lord and let him comfort us and give him peace. So in place of our frantic efforts to accomplish our own goals, even trying to make ourselves more holy, that's pretty hard, but we keep trying, don't we? <laughs> we are told to let, just let God do the work. Let him do the work. We are encouraged to draw our life from him just like those branches draw their life from the vine. First, and that's found in John 15, 4 and 5. Well, number three, be filled with the Spirit. Pastor Zach's been talking about that, hasn't he? It's a daily experience of yielding control to him. And when we think of that verse, it, it should be translated actually, keep on being filled with the Spirit. Have it happen constantly. Yeah. It's like a daily shower. We're, we're, we're just letting the Holy Spirit wash over us and take control. Yes. Number four. Now, this is one I, I don't think you probably thought about as much. But we all, with unfailed face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed unto that same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. All right? So it's not us. It's not us trying to be good enough. It's not us trying to do enough of what God wants us to do, but it's the Holy Spirit working within us as we draw closer to Jesus, working in us to have Jesus be seen in us. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. That's found in First and Second Corinthians three eighteen. How amazing it is that He loves us and wants such a close relationship with us. Isn't that amazing? The Holy Spirit helps us become more like Christ as we yield our will for Christ's will. We grow to be like Christ as we choose to give up our own selfish and proud goals and yielding ourselves daily to His will. Okay, that, that's, if you're doing those things, 
you're disciples. You've grown from being a baby Christian. You're at the disciple level. All right, now I want to talk about the next level. Servant leaders. As servant leaders, we choose to just not just focus on our own spiritual growth, but to serve the Lord through building up other believers and leading by serving others. Number one, speak, Lord, for thy servant hears. That was what Eli told Samuel to say when God spoke to him in the night. That's the same thing we should be saying every time God speaks to us. Speak, Lord, for thy servant hears. And when he speaks, take action. Right? You don't need to keep waiting if you've already heard what you're supposed to do. Instead, obey with a joyful heart. Number two, a student cannot be greater than his teacher. That's found in Luke 6.40. Jesus said that himself. Servant leaders learn Christ's ways of serving by studying how Jesus did it. Just like Paul urged early Christians to use him as an example when he said, follow me as I follow Christ in 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. And I want to say we have been greatly blessed in this church to have both Pastor Craig and Pastor Zach as such strong servant leaders for us. Amen. Amen. Number three. By love, serve one another. Galatians 5.13. Caring for fellow Christians is the way Jesus Christ chose for us to show others that we are genuine Christians. When we hear the needs of other Christians, servant leaders find a way to help them. Just like with Mark. Those of you who knew what was going on, you found a way to gather together to pray. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And this is also why Centerpoint has so many outreach activities in our society, in our community. And we support a lot of foreign missionaries too, don't we? Number four, for, to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. That refers to our spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit gives us each at least one spiritual gift so that they can help the whole body function together as Jesus' body, didn't it? Each believer can grow in developing his gifts and talents for the good of the whole. Number five, live in peace with one another. That's found in 1 Thessalonians 5.13. Be peacemakers. Learn to deal with criticism in a gracious manner and apologize quickly when it's necessary. That's hard, isn't it? Yeah. When you learn of a problem between believers, try to be part of the solution, not part of a growing problem. Don't, don't share negative. Don't share negative, people, right? But try to come together and help a fellow believer see how they can apologize. Or maybe they could be a little more understanding about an offense. Number six, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm 119.11. That is the first verse I learned as an 11-year-old kid. And I have to say that I think it's probably the verse that stood me the most help throughout my life. It's to keep remembering 
his word in my heart is the guidance that I need. Then the more Bible verses you learn, the more the Lord brings them back to you when you need them. You need them to grow. You need them to resist temptation. And most important, to share God's word with others. As reproducers, we choose to focus on fulfilling the Great Commission. Number one, but sacrifice Christ as Lord in your heart as always being ready to give an answer to every man that asks you. That's found in 1 Peter 3, 5. Be ready to explain how someone can begin a new life with Christ. Be able to give your testimony briefly on how the Lord forgave you and changed your life. Number two, Jesus said, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. That's found in John 5, 19. If this is how Jesus chose how and where he would minister daily, so should we. Pray for God to guide you through your day and look for opportunities to serve him. Number three, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. That's found in Acts 1.8. Start where you are and reach out to those in your area of influence. Understand this is the Holy Spirit who will use you and lead you in the areas of service he has for you. Expect the Lord to use you and he will use you. Be prepared to be stretched. So you have to depend upon the Holy Spirit for wisdom and energy. Number four, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded to you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. And that's found in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. The commandment is to us all, not just for missionaries. Notice we are to go, baptize, and teach, which involves a rounded mission. The whole Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is in whom we lead the people to be baptized. We need to have learned who God is in a spiritually intimate way in order to motivate others to want it also. Let's draw together what we know. Once we become believers, Christians, it is God's goal for us to grow up to be more like him and serve him by serving others. In this way, believers and I'm referring to verse 15 now, speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. I'd like to ask the prayer team to come forward and our musician.